This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome my friend, Marty Sweeney. Marty has been the director of ministry for Matthias Media in North America since 2006. He's also pastor of adult ministry at Old North Church in Canfield, Ohio, where he oversees an apprenticeship program and small groups ministry. He is the co-author with Tony Payne of The Small Group and the Vine, and he lives in Ohio with his wife, Abby, and their four children and... I guess I have to add this, a standard poodle named Theophilus. Marty, (laughs) it is great to have you and not your poodle on the podcast. (laughs) Well, great to be here, champ. And thanks so much. It's, it's, It's an honor to be here. So thank you. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this and I'm looking forward to finding out what passage you have for us today. So tell us what you have, Marty. Yeah, thank you. So my passage comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, tucked there at the very end of chapter 2, verse 19, and I'm going to cheat a little bit and go into 20, but it's a very short 20, so uh, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and read that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your forbearance. Let me read that. This is from the English Standard Version. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. All right, Marty, so why don't we just start with your explaining in your own words, like what is this verse saying? It's calling somebody their crown. I've not called anybody a crown in a long time or maybe ever. So help me understand what's Paul saying here. Verse has a little surprise, doesn't it? When you think about our crown of boasting, we always think I only boast in the Lord and the Lord only. But Paul here says that he's boasting before the Lord in people, in this case, the, the Thessalonians. And he is saying that when he gets to see the Lord on that great day before the Lord is coming, what is his boast, his crown, his joy to lay before the Lord? It's not a bunch of things. It's actually these people, Hmm. the Thessalonians, and they are his glory and joy. Uh, They're the reason that he can go before the Lord. And I can just say, what have you done uh, with what I've given you, Paul? And he doesn't say, well, I've done this or that. He just points over to these Thessalonians and he says, these people. So let me read it again so it sticks in our mind. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, the last two verses, verses 19 and 20. For who is our hope or joy or crown of boasting in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. What a great set of verses. Marty, how did you come to find these verses and how did they become meaningful to you? Yeah, so I think... When I started to rethink about what, not just what ministry, I'm in in paid kind of professional ministry, dare I say it that way, but that's the most descriptive way to say it. It's not just for me as a paid minister, but for me as a Christian, my life is is modeled after the life of Jesus. And why did Jesus come? Not to be served, but to serve, to to seek and save the lost, to be other person centered, even for his, in his case, to the point of death upon a cross, on the cross. And so as I understood that the Christian, my response to the gospel is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love the neighbor, I see that the labors I put in in this life, the toil in, in all of my life is to present people uh, as much as I can and to help people glorify the Lord Jesus. 
And it just was revolutionary for me. I think you were up in a pretty good Bible teaching church thinking that the Christianity is about, you know, say my morning prayers by myself and read the Bible, give some money, go to church and, and be good to thinking that my whole life, as, as Paul says in Romans 12, is response to the mercies of God is a living sacrifice for his work. And what is his work? And that's for people hmm. to, to repent, put their faith in Jesus, and that glorifies Jesus. Uh, and so th- this little passage here, again, tucked away there, it just stands out to me because I see at first it surprised me when I first kind of looked at it that, wait a second, um, I thought only in the Lord are we to glory. And of course, it's not saying that's not it, but it's saying that we glory in the Lord by investing and putting efforts to help other people take glory in the Lord. And that's what God <laughs> wants us to do. Yeah, when I was in seminary, my wife and I went to a church and our pastor would remind us regularly of the two great commands in the Bible, to love God and to secondly, love people. And then he would tell me, loving people looks like enjoying people. Mm. And that was such a needed message because I'm in seminary and at the time and I'm in you know the library and I'm studying yeah. and yes, you're serving people, but you're enjoying them as well. Yeah, Chip, this comes at the end of a passage where Paul talks about his labors and efforts with the Thessalonians. And he uses two kind of illustrations where he said, like, I was like a mother with you, always giving earlier in that chapter. And then right before this passage, he talks about how he's like a father with them, uh, helping them, encouraging them, bringing them up. And you think about the joy of being a parent, how hard it is much effort it takes uh, day in and day out. But you think about Paul, he was parenting them in the gospel. And as hard as parenting is, how joyful it is. The joy we take in our kids as as they're out living, hopefully, as Christians in the world. And we stand there. We don't take credit, of course, but we're grateful for God working through us uh, to help foster that. And I think the same thing here. Paul is he goes on in chapter three to talk about how he couldn't wait to hear how they were doing, how we're standing up in the face of persecution. And I think it's in six or seven uh, of chapter three, he says, once we heard from Timothy that you were standing firm in the midst of persecution, he says that great little verse, for now we live, now that we know that you're standing firm in the Lord. And so Paul loves these people. And to your point, he takes joy in ministering to them uh, for the Lord. And so I love the imagery he's painting there, that before the Lord, he, the Lord asks what he's done, and, and he just points over. Kind of like he says to the Corinthians, you know, who, who's your, my letter of commendation? You are my letter of commendation. And the same thing here. What have you done with what I've given you, Paul? These people, by your grace, God, but these people are standing firm to the last day. Um, and that's my crown of boasting for what you've given me to do here on this earth. So my three kids, they're still at home. Your kids are probably yeah. about the same age. They're not thinking about this verse like you or I would. Yeah. We're in ministry. They're in school. If you were sitting down with your kids and talking about these verses with them, how would you explain it to them? How would you apply it to their lives? Yeah, yeah I think that's a great question. And I think one way is just to make the point of my kind of biography that I mentioned earlier, my history to say that, listen, we go to church every week and we want to instill the habits uh, uh, in response to grace of reading the Bible. and All those things are really important. But know that Christianity is about godly relationships with those around us. It's not a set of things we do, uh, but how we act and interact in the things we want for those around us. So to try to apply very specifically to say the best thing, the best way to love your friends in school or at church is to see them love 
God and to see them take glory in the Lord. And so how can we do that? We can maybe encourage them by uh, reciting a memory verse or helping them pray or praying for them. And so I think I just want to make the big point to them that how they treat others, how they interact with others is a response to a passage like this, because the Lord one day will say, what have you done? And we can say, Father, I know even when I was in seventh grade, I didn't do this well, but I really wanted my friends to love Jesus. Hmm. So that would be one thing I would say. And I think the other thing to say is that, um, that we take pride in so many things in our life. And it's so easy. I've got a son to be competitive and uh, our, our daughters that kind of compare themselves to others as they're getting older and forming their identity. We want to say that our identity is formed not in our comparison and doing things and achieving things, but our identity is formed in the Lord and our identity is formed as we labor with our friends to be godly Christians. So this is, it just makes it instead of setting apart as different than all those around them in their classes and in, in church, but actually working with the brothers and sisters in Christ they have to live a godly life. Well, Marty, thank you for pointing us to these verses. Would you just take a moment and close our time together by praying this verse for all of us? Sure. Uh, Father, we do thank you for setting uh, the glory before us, the day when we will be with you and we will see you. And Lord, we pray that our time left on this earth with all our energies and all our efforts and our gifts and all our circumstances, Lord, that we will invest in treasures for the kingdom. And we ask, Lord, that those treasures not be things like we think of here on earth, things that we want, things that make us feel happy or secure, but actually people. And so, Lord, we ask that we will labor, that we will take great joy in serving those around us. And we know, Lord, and may it be true to our heart that our service will to see them to love you with all their mind and heart and strength. Help us, Lord, to love people truly as you call us to do so, so that we may set them before you in your grace and kindness. And it's your name we pray this. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.